Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Listing, where we discuss the business of real estate outside of the listing environment. I'm your host, Jeremy Medor. And I'm Danielle Downs. And today we have uh, another powerhouse of a realtor that is sitting with us, mm-hmm. and she has shot the moon. Um, she has really uh, leveled up her business this year, and I'm really anxious to get into all of those details on camera for mm-hmm. our audience um, and kind of um, poke into her mindset and see like where she's at. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a, it was a wonderful conversation yeah. and, and um, it was, she, she spoke from her heart really well. Yep. And I, I imagine she would, like I was excited to hear what she has to say. So So November happened. Did it? I, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't a know where it go where it went, um, and b um, you know uh, all of the awesomeness that was October disappeared within like a week and a half. Really, into November. Yep, absolutely. It's I like feel like it was shoots came out busy, 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 busy. And I mean, typical, obviously, <laughs> yeah. like oh, before Thanksgiving. And this is this is completely on brand with what we've yes. seen in the past. Yep. it's just that the 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 wave of business that happened in October was mm-hmm. just mind blowing. Yep. Um, and uh, I've I've shared on Facebook, and in fact, we shared I think last time as well, um, the graph that uh, that pointed to that. Sure. Um, but it's right back to, uh, regularly scheduled programming as it were, as far as, uh, volume is concerned. But, Mm -hmm. um, I think we deserve the break. Yeah. It's been nice to kind of regroup my own mental focus a little bit with not like a slew of calls and emails all day long. I can kind of, kind of, but even today was actually really busy for me for a Wednesday, I would say a Wednesday in November, um, put a decent amount on the books for next week already. Yep. So yep. that's good. Yeah. There's still a good amount of, uh, uh, activity happening. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, that's going to carry us right through, uh, the holiday time. And mm-hmm. obviously, uh, Thanksgiving was just last week. Um, and, um, it's nice to just ratchet down a little bit and yeah. spend time with, uh, you know, our valued people. Absolutely. What are your holiday plans? Uh, your daughter coming home from college? Yep. I think she comes home the Friday before. I think she's off for a while, like three three weeks or so. Um, they do Christmas Eve. They'll be with um, their dad for Christmas Eve. But I invited myself over to their house on Christmas Eve, which it was actually very happily received. Um, so we're all, me and Tom are going to go over there and we're all going to spend Christmas Eve together because I want to do that while Mabel's still little mm. and has that Christmas Eve magic. Yeah. And, um, so since it's being on a Sunday, everybody's home anyways. So we'll go up there for a couple hours and just have some fun and beautiful. Yep. And then the kids will come home Christmas day and we'll just chill. That's really good. Yeah. It'll be good. good. I'm excited for it in general. We're just going to hunker down at Mm -hmm. the Medora household this year. Um, we're not going to go anywhere until probably new year's Eve where we have our extended family Christmas and stuff at Mm -hmm. my brother's place. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, it's busy enough in our household as it is. We don't need to add travel to the mix. Nope. Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, looking forward to it. And, um, you know, I already told the kids that Christmas is going to look a lot different this year as far as, uh, what it is that we, um, we celebrate, you sure. know, and, and I think that this year's biggest takeaway for me personally has been, uh, the value of time and how to spend it more wisely mm-hmm. and, uh, who to spend it on. Yep. Um, and so those have all kind of culminated to 
really the biggest celebration of the year as far as our house is concerned, you yeah. know, with, and I think yours too, mm-hmm. um, with Christmas and, uh, kind of like the, you know, the perfect time of year really to reflect on how things went and how you want things to be. And then okay. of course the very quickly followed New Year's day <laughs> with all those resolutions that yeah. we so love to take on. but don't fulfill. <laughs> um, I don't like to take on new year's resolutions. <laughs> I like to, um, what we basically do at home is we write things down on paper, like things that we hope for for the year, not resolutions necessarily, but just like our hopes and our aspirations for the year. And then we burn it and we set it into the sky. But you read them first. We don't. I mean, oh. we don't read them to each other. It's like private. Really? So I have no idea what Mabel writes every year, <laughs> but it's like she she enjoys it. So it's just something funny. And then we just all go outside in our winter clothes and at nighttime and just watch the little paper flicker away. Danielle, I really, really like that. It's fun. It's fun. Why did I not know that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really happy to have known that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something cute. Again, I have no idea what the kids write down and they don't know what I write down and it's, it's just not shared amongst anybody and we just do it. That's awesome. Yeah. We have fun with it. Kudos. Thank you. That, Thank you. That is fantastic. I mm-hmm. might have to adopt. It's that. really, it's a fun exercise and you're not really wor- like, I'm going to do this, this. It's more like, I hope to spend more time with so-and-so, or I hope to do this a little bit more and not so much like I want to lose 20 pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't think that that's ever been like my programming for, mm-hmm. for goals. It's more like been like what kind of in, inside changes yeah. can I make this, this year yep. from a, from a mentality standpoint. Yep. Um, and how, how I approach other people and, um, how I, how I love myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's been like a really big, you know, thing for me for the past few years. Um, the realization of all that. And so I think that, uh, I I like your idea. Yeah. Write it down, burn it up. I like that. Yep. Manifest. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have, I have issues with some of that, but but it's it's fun. But honestly, like literally like that's, that's gold. Yeah. It's cool. Yep. Good exercise for the little ones too. Just fun. You know? Well, on that note, let's uh, get over to the episode. Okay. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Beyond the Listing. I'm your host, Jeremy Medor, and I am joined today by... Olivia Paris with Lair Realty Partners. It's really wonderful to have you today. So thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. A little nervous, but... No need to be. (laughs) No need to be. We've been working together a while. Yeah, um, probably almost five since years. Since before you got married. Yeah. Oh, since yeah. Since before was, you had had your first. Yeah, it was. So. And even, I mean, my first listing, I had called you guys because that's who you guys were recommended to yep. me through the people who were training me. So from the very beginning. So, yeah, about five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is crazy pretty, to think about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Keith's been with us almost seven years now. Um, so that was that's. I know how how far back that feels. You yeah. Know? Um, things uh, the market has changed a heck of a lot over the past. It's very five. <laughs> heck, over yeah. the past one, it's changed. I a was lot. gonna say, yeah, so, even one or two, it's totally different than it was. This year was uh, wild. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Really wild. Yeah. Really wild. And uh, it was, I think, ultimately a good experience this year. Yeah. Because as difficult as it was to navigate a lot of times it uh, opened doors in the yep. process of that navigation. Um, and it also started really kind of showing some of the challenges. I think that not just agents, but also, you know, those who support them like yeah. ourselves and mortgage lenders and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, what, what the, what the real 
life of it is like, Yeah, you know, um, before we sat down, we started talking about selling a sunset, you know, and, <laughs> and it's, it's not like that, no, you know, not and, <laughs> um, you know, it's not big fat paychecks. It's, uh, it's no. a lot of hard work, yeah. um, and no guarantee of return, yeah. especially on the agent's side. Yeah. Um, you guys put a lot of, uh, skin in the game as yeah, it were. It can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I had a transaction fall apart this year that literally fell apart the day before we were supposed to close Ouch. and it never closed. There was no fixing it. Yeah. There was no moving on. There was no finding them another house done. Do you want to dissect that or is that some <laughs> other time? <laughs> Without me needing tissues of tears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Right. No, I mean, this is the therapy room. <laughs> <Olivia>. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was the deal was contingent on, their house mm. selling. Mm-hmm. So they lived in Maine, my clients, and their buyer was also contingent on their house okay. selling, which so I didn't know about. It was a waterfall. It was, yeah. It, and then, so that, that one fell apart and that just was a trickle yep. effect of, yep. of the rest. And it was, it was really sad, but it happens. And we kind of just have to take that into consideration. So when I look at my numbers at the beginning of the year and what I want to do, I'm already taking into consideration kind of the few that are going to fall apart. Okay. It's going to happen. Yep. So you're just, you're just putting a percentage in there where you're like, yeah. not all of them's going to be successful and that's okay. Yep. Um, so w- was that your first like real, like, oh my goodness, this all fall apart kind of transaction or? No, no, I've had other was other ones, but this is the first year that I started out the year knowing, okay, listen, when I go into a transaction, I'm going to close X percent of them. So if I have one that falls apart, I don't need to panic because okay. I've already taken that into consideration right. when looking at my numbers. So this is so the you first year had some I really armor did that. On. You had armor on. Yeah. At that so point. Yeah. I, it wasn't. I think if in previous years I would have had like an oh panic moment. Yep. Um, but this year I had already accounted for it. I already knew that I could have that happen. Sure. Um, where you where I could then panic was if those numbers this year increased like sure. if the percentage or I guess the percentage decreased of what yep. I was closing. Yep. Um, but I know when I get in front of X amount of people, I'm going to close, you know, a certain percentage. There's of that. a success ratio yeah. that you, that you can, you've come to understand. Yeah. Right. And obviously, you know, you can't forecast everything. And so there's going to be a plus or minus there, yep. but generally you have to trust your gut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And that's, is do it's you, a tough one. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, so some people like trust their gut. I think, um, way more confidently than others. Yeah. And I don't know if it's uh, ignorance or arrogance or just simply straight Maybe up confidence, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, there's a mixture of all three items, yeah. you know? Um, but that, you know, for, for, for me this year, uh, for Medora photography, this year was not a trust your gut year very well. Um, really? well, I mean, I, I, I tried to navigate it with trust your gut mm-hmm. kind of thing, but the market did its own thing, you yeah. know, and it was, uh, it was a very respond as, things progress kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, cause, cause the difference with us is, um, that we, <clears throat> we have a finite number of hours that yeah. we can work yep. and those hours are directly capped by business hours pretty much. Yeah. So we can't photograph, you know, prior to a reasonable wake up time of eight 30 or nine o'clock. That's true. And we can't photograph anything later than a reasonable dinner time of around six o'clock. Yeah. And so we're hard capped with that. And because of our policies here at Medora Photography, we don't generally work weekends. Yep. And the reason why we don't is because we have families, you, <laughs> you know, need a and, break. And, and, and realtors, I think, are on the flip side of that coin yeah. where they can literally work whenever they decide to work. Yeah. Right. Because um, there's a lot that you can do for for your own um, upkeep 
for your business outside of the standard work day. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's obviously a, a, uh, it's a miscalculation on a lot of people's part of like, Oh, you get to set your own hours. Well, yeah. you do, you just choose which 80 to work, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and, and business ownership is a lot the same, you know? Um, and so it's, oh, for it, sure. it's, it's, a, it's, it was a difficult navigation this year. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that, uh, that you, that you have, uh, you have, a, uh, I guess, um, a guideline to go by anyway. Yeah. Yep. That was one of the things that was really important to me to establish at the beginning of the year, because I do, I do go into every year very apprehensive yeah. because I mean, we're, we're business owners. I'm, I'm commission based. If I don't sell a house, I'm not making any money. Yep. And if no one is choosing me, then I essentially don't have a job. Yep. So it's, it was important to me to figure out those numbers and I did it by how many appoints, appointments I need to take sure. per month. Okay. I knew that if I went on so many appointments per month, I was going to close so many of those appointments and I was going to end up making X amount of dollars, basically. So that's kind of the way I did it. That's a good way of yeah. looking at it. Yeah. Um, now, um, so your strategies obviously are specific to you. Yeah. Um, and it's, I'm guessing it's a, it's a bit of a, buff, of a buffet of strategies, right? Because like it's, real estate strategies are not really a one size fits all. Or am I, am I incorrect in, yeah, in saying that? Yeah, I think there's, depending on who you're talking to, a lot of people do encourage you to do it by appointments. So I really, I had sat down with a coach, um, and he was the one who laid it out for me. Okay. Um, so I ended up firing him, but that's a different, a totally different story. <laughs> are you, just, are you working with a coach now? No, okay. no, I really working with a coach made me realize, um, and this, it probably a lot of people won't agree with this, but that I really, I don't necessarily need a coach. Okay. I, and maybe it was just, I wasn't aligned with the right individual for me, but I didn't, that was the only value he brought to my business. I think it depends on where you are in your business yeah. as far as your mindset is concerned. Yeah. I think that, um, coaching is a necessity if you have a particular challenge that you can't see around. Yeah. But if you feel that you're innovative enough where you're not encountering the same challenges over and over again yeah. and you have systems and you're able to implement and execute those systems quickly, yep. then I don't think a coach is necessary Yeah, depending on what your scalability model is. Yeah. Right. Like if you, if you want to just be Olivia Paris forever, meaning yeah. that it's just a one, one person shop, yeah. you know, and, and that's your goal and which is a perfectly fine goal to have, um, then no, you don't need a scalability model, yeah. right? Um, whereas if you want to grow a team and you're not used to growing teams, then maybe a coach might be necessary at that point to overcome some of the trouble, you know, troubles that you start encountering. Because yep. I will say going from a solopreneur <laughs> to to a, a, to an actual business it's owner. It's totally different. Very, very different. Yeah. Very different. And I think you're right. And I think if I was in a different place in my life where I was like, listen, I, I want to like make this yep. amount of dollars, yep. but I'm not my, my main concerns are one. Am I going to be a good mom? Like that's literally the most important thing. Real estate is, I mean, it's obviously important to me, but my kids come first. So anything that follows with my business, how it grows is kind of just an added bonus. Sure. And I'm just not in a point in my life where I'm, I guess it sounds bad, but I'm, I'm not going to be I don't need a coach to get me there right now. That's not to say I never will. How does will. that sound bad? How does that sound bad? <laughs> I mean, it's, 
it don't apologize that. for that. Don't apologize. <laughs> but that is, that is my main priority with my kids being yeah. as young as they are. When they start to grow, my career is going to, that's going to take a whole different form and it'll probably be as they'll, as they'll need me less, then I'll probably dig into my career a little more and, and really, really want to see, I mean, a huge, huge amount of growth. And I probably will need to hire a coach for that. But I felt like where I am now, I didn't, I didn't need him. Okay. Maybe. No. Well, I mean, if, if, if <laughs> but he, he helps me figure that out, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Even that has value. Yeah. Right. Um, some people don't unfortunately go through that or figure it out like that. Yeah. And they'll just, you know, just, um, keep a coach on just for the comfort of it. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, depending on the person, maybe that's a good thing too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's all about what you identify as needs for you. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're owning that. Yeah. That's Thanks. Good. Excellent. We've had a journey, uh, with real estate this year, as we talked about, um, how else have you approached this year differently or have you approached this year differently than, than previous years? Um, this year I knew I really wanted to be super involved in social media. Like that was, I wanted to like full on dive in videos. Um, so that was kind of the approach I took this year. Um, and really, I guess really just trying to give my clients, really trying to focus on my clients, um, and not making it about me, but making it about them. Okay. And not, um, I don't know, not putting it out there. I just wanted to celebrate them, their story, how important it was that they chose me versus me being like, look at me, I guess. That's kind of the approach I took this year. And that feels more true to me. Client centric marketing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's fair. And I mean, this was a good year for me. I, my business doubled this year, which I know a lot of people, um, <laughs> here I am it wasn't, about the, here, here I am talking about how, how, how challenging of a year it is. It sounds like you knocked it out of the park. I was very, very fortunate. Yeah. And I think people have told me they don't like it when I say I was lucky, but I do feel like I was, I'm very lucky. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's like those people chose me and that, that to me feels, I'm just very fortunate that, yep. They out of, I mean, there are a ton of realtors out there, a ton. Um, and the fact that they chose me, I just feel very, very lucky, fortunate. No, you can use both words here yeah. because the truth of the matter is lucky or fortunate is just the confluence of preparedness and opportunity, Yeah, you know, and, and it sounds to me like you've put yourself in a spot mentally, physically, financially, just you're plugged in yeah. to what it is that your clients are seeking. Yep. And you're delivering on those needs. Yeah. Um, and that most likely just from an armchair quarterback kind of thing, <laughs> um, most likely played an enormous factor in your business growth this year um, because it's it's so fickle, right? Yeah. Like it, 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 <laughs> There's a lot of intangibles that go into real estate marketing, you know, yeah. and it's not just simply top of mind. It's top of mind plus a slew of other things. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's it's awesome to hear that you're framing yourself in a way that you're trying to further your customers' successes, your clients' successes yeah, versus your business success. Yep. Yeah. It's not, it's not really about me. It's about, it's about them. And I think you're right. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be this black and white, you know, you either worked really hard for this and you deserve it or you're lucky. Like it can be both. Like I worked hard for it and I'm very, very lucky. Yeah. 
So it doesn't have to be this like black or white, one or the other. No. Yeah. People no. get very upset with me when I say how lucky I am. They're like, it's not luck. It's you worked hard, but it's both. So yeah. Opportunity <laughs> came a knocking and Olivia answered. That's all. Yeah. You know, and. It, and we'll see. It's not to say like, you know, the next year is going to be the same. I, I don't go into it with that intention. Yep. Um, I go into it with. I don't know what this year is going to bring. Mm. I hope it brings more growth, but we'll see. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep putting my clients first and that's all I can really do and show up on social media. What's, uh, what, what's your, uh, what's your goals there as far as showing up on social media? Do you have, do you have a numbers goal or is it just how you present it? That's your goal. I don't. What's your, I think when I started the year, I really wanted to, I really wanted to grow my followers. Like okay. that was the biggest thing in my brain. It was like, I, I really want that follower count yep. to increase. And then throughout the year, I've had this core, this core group of people who will, who I chat with basically on a daily basis mm -hmm. about different things I post. And I, now my goal is to just strengthen that is to just continue. I mean, I chat with people on a regular basis, um, just about even funny stuff that they post and that's my goal is to just strengthen that community versus building out, you know, a profile that has thousands of viewers. Right. Right. So quantity, uh, quality, not quantity. Yeah. 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 Well, Freudian slip there. Yeah. Um, the, the group of people that you chat with, you said on a daily basis, is this in person? Is it virtually? It's both. Both? Um, both. A lot of it is people who live in my community. So I see them at the store. I'll say hi. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy stuff from them if they have small businesses, root them on, yep. um, refer them in different groups. Um, I'm in a lot of different like Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. So I try a lot of it's like mom groups. So I really try to help out as far as bringing value there. Like if someone has a question or, um, the other day there was this sweet, sweet girl. She needed a Christmas tree for her baby. She was asking if anyone had a Christmas tree okay. and I just put, I'm like, send me the link. I will mail you. A Christmas tree. Yeah. And it's like just doing those things for your community and building those relationships with other moms or whoever it is. Sure. Like that's my soul. That's one of my biggest focuses, yep. I guess. Yeah. So I've, I, we found that um, over the years, the more we give of ourselves, the more we get back. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jen and I specifically, um, you know, we, we take that approach at every opportunity. Yeah. Um, as a family. Um, and I, I try my best to apply that to the business as well. And sometimes it's hard, you know, we're, we're 13 people now, yeah. you know, and it's difficult to do, you know, to have that mentality all the time, just simply because there are, in fact, some bottom lines that have to get supported and stuff For like that. Sure. And, and it sucks. Honestly, the, the hardest part about business is business, it right? Really like it's, is. It's, it's about, it's about the money. That's actually the hardest part. It is. Um, doing the product and making sure that people are happy is actually very easy in comparison to setting your prices, making sure that your, that your overheads are met and stuff like that. Yep. And, and, um, but at the, at, at the end of the day, what are you doing to support your community and, and how is that impacting, um, the people that, that you care about really, yeah. you know, and, and it sounds to me like, um, you're very plugged into that and that's awesome. It's yeah, really I've, awesome. I'm trying to be, and it's tough. Like you said, I mean, it's, it's very hard, but at the end of the day, like that's, I don't know, you, I feel more fulfilled that with that mindset, then I want to grow, you know, I want to have this big platform and sure. like, I would rather just connect with the people that 
are rooting me on yep. and support me on a mm-hmm. daily basis. The rest will come. Yeah, the rest will come. For I, sure. I, you know, the whole, I don't know. Do you know the movie Field of Dreams? No. Uh, the quote from it, <laughs> the, it, it's, it, if you build it, they will come. And essentially, it, it, the idea is that um, whatever your vision is, just construct it, put yeah. it out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the modern term for that would be just be manifesting or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm a firm believer in that because, yeah. you know, m- my ideal is to have a podcast that literally just talks to people one-on-one and gets them to express their, 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 uh, their mentality, their, their own philosophies of life and how it applies to their business and, and, and their scalability yep. and, you know, talking a lot about the give backs and, and what you believe in here, not what you've thought up here. Yeah. Right. Because you can get the greatest minds together and talk about how to business. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think that the greatest hearts need to get together and yep. how to business yep. because the way that we've been working in a capitalistic society and just driving for the number and how to get to that number has yeah. kicked the person to the curb in the process, you know, and I don't want to get too far off tangent, but <laughs> the, you know, the point is, is that um, I think that uh, we need to really take a look at how we're operating within our communities and uh, whether or not we're, we're being supportive of a universal growth yep. or if we're just in it for us type of thing. Yeah, you know? no, so. I agree. Yeah. And doing it from a genuine standpoint versus doing it to chase a dollar. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you recently went, re- recently went viral. Yes. We, we went we, viral. We went viral. You're, you are a collaborator on it. Uh, Thank we you. Thank you for that. Couldn't have done way. it without you. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, we went viral. Yep. How did that feel on your end? Um, I wasn't anticipating it. So I was very surprised. Um, I know we were talking earlier about uh, I got a lot of hate yeah. on it. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It, I mean, it's part of social media. I, I've had other um, reels that have not had this many views before, um, but have gained some traction and have gained some hate. Yeah. So it, I, I guess once I started to see the post pick up, I, I did think a few people would comment some hateful things because yep. it's just, it's just part of our world. Yeah. You've learned to anticipate that just yeah. like you're anticipating yeah, some of the fall off of transactions. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. It, I mean, some things are just going to remain constant. They, they will. They will. I think Unfortunately, it, it, it shouldn't be the case. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, we can't, we can't eliminate that and cure it. How do you, how do you work with it though? Let's, let's talk a little bit about how to turn a negative into a positive. Yeah. I mean, everybody who commented something negative, helped to boost that post. I mean, people that's were not a silver lining. Yeah, people were sharing it to their stories, which is one of the biggest things you can do for the algorithm. Yep. They were sharing it to their stories and then they would have text on it. That was something negative. Oh, and I just read it and I was like, this is wonderful. They're boosting this post even <laughs> more. Um, so yeah, I was, I guess, thankful for the haters. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yep. yeah, you, you, you cannot take it personally. Um, and you just have to look at it as this is helping. Um, negative or positive, it's a comment. And what was the saying that you said earlier? Yeah, I said, uh, love me or hate me, you're still thinking of me. Yeah, I love that. And I picked that up from an old coworker at my, my job prior to becoming self-employed. Yeah. And uh, she was always talking about that um, kind of effect. Um, we, we had a, I was part of a large, small company. And 
there was a lot of like inter-office politics and stuff like that mm. and and um you know some bad blood there and stuff and it was always that kind of trope where we were just talking about um you know uh feeling like we're being pestered by somebody yep. in a negative way. And she's like, Oh, love me or hate me. You still thinking of me. Yeah. I love that. And that was like her, her, her go-to and uh, it stuck with me, you know? Yep. I think so. that's the perfect way to describe it. If you get hate on social media, like <clears throat> all you have to do is tell yourself that. Yep. It's, it's hard though. Right. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but you know, so artists in general, um, people that, uh, are operating from a more creative mindset, um, have, uh, challenges many, many times, um, with, with, uh, with critical feedback. Yeah. Right. Uh, because you want to improve your art and you want to improve what you're doing, Yeah. but on the same token, you want to do it constructively in a positive growing sense, not as in a, you suck kind of sense. Yeah. And so it's really difficult sometimes to navigate, you know, um, negative comments. Like we, a couple of years ago, I can't even remember what the content, oh yes, I know it was. (laughs) Jen, Jen, flooding back. <laughs> oh, it came flooding back. No. Jen posted something about like, it was basically like a, a silhouette of a human body mm-hmm. and it was like different items that made up a realtor mm-hmm. and it was like coffee and, uh, you know, uh, gas card and, and Starbucks and, and, you know, target and whatever. Right. So it was like all these percentages that mm-hmm. what a realtor is made of, you know, and part of that was alcohol. Right. <laughs> and this particular realtor that commented was very, very offended by it. Oh. And so we quickly took it down because that wasn't our intention. We were just, it was part of our oh. funny Friday posts yeah. and uh, it didn't go off very well. Yeah. And so it still sits with, with Jen where she's, she's just kind of like, Oh, I don't want it to turn into one of those kinds of things, you know? And so it's hard sometimes to take that feedback and put it into a positive um, sense and uh, learn, you know, or, or, or just maybe write it out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask, do you regret taking the post down or you think I that do. was, yeah, I do because yeah. the person who said that doesn't really work with us. Yeah. And, and you can't please everybody. And even if they did work with us, like we're human beings and mm-hmm. if I find it funny, we found it funny, mm-hmm. you know, and does that merit, you know, a takedown? I don't know. Like if it was like maybe, um, if it was sexist or racist or, or offensive, then of course, like it shouldn't have even been put up to begin with. Right. But it wasn't like calling out anybody in particular other than, Realtors are made of these things. And, but honestly, on that, on, on that list was blood and sweat and toil. Like, yeah. you know, there was, there was all the, like the hard work items, but also the, and this is how we unwind items, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, there was just some connotations there. So, yeah. so, you know, I know that that doesn't really hold a candle to some of the hate that you've yeah, probably Yeah, but I mean, it seen, is very similar. Mark, you know, Mark Cavanaugh. I do. I love Mark. What I do too. I just, everything he says, I think is more just, people need to be Mark. <laughs> seriously. And, and he's just wonderful. But yes. when I first, I didn't even have my license. Okay. I went to, um, one of their, they basically had an open house where they were going to give you an idea of what you could expect if you wanted to be a real estate agent. Yep. And he said, if you're not upsetting some people, you're not doing enough business. Oof. And I, ha- I still, Like I still will repeat that back to myself. Like if someone's upset, because it's true, you cannot please everybody. And if you're not upsetting a couple people, then you're not doing enough business. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I could say that to you. you, So some people are going to be upset. You guys are doing a good job, obviously. And you <laughs> had no ill intention, you know. No. That's not to say. It's um, not like we were isolating or targeting a realtor. Exactly. You know, like if, if yeah. If we started like, oh boy. 
Yeah. Oh man, it would be so easy. Like what we know of realtors, <laughs> it, it would be, and, and, and we're, but we're not malicious people, you know, the and, list and is the endless. list, the list is endless, you know, and I've heard so many transactions and how they fell apart and why they fell apart. And, you know, we connect dots, you know, and the truth of the matter is we do have our client's best interests at heart. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we try to at all times, just like you guys do, yeah. um, operate in their best interest, yeah. you know, and every once in a while there's something that strikes us funny and this is how we go. Yeah. You know? And you had no ill intention with that post, no. but yeah, no, I, there are a few things Mark has said over the years that I will keep with me forever. Is there another thing that you can share? Cause I'd, I'd love oh, to. Oh gosh. I, I need to get, I need to get Mark on this podcast too. I think you should, he should be, um, one of your next guests because just everything he says, it just, it makes sense. It's accurate. I just, I have a lot of respect for Mark. Nothing ruffles his feathers. Nothing. He has an answer for everything. He should run maybe for <laughs> some kind of an election. Oh, I don't know. See, I feel like this, um, you know, Mike Rowe, dirty jobs. Yes. Right. Yep. So I love, love, love Mike yep. Rowe. And he's part of the Ramsey network now and stuff like that. And, ah. um, long and short of it is, uh, you know, there's, um, there's like this, this ever present thing that Mike Rowe should run for president. Right. And, um, he's said specific multiple times, no, I'm absolutely never going to do that yeah. because a, I respect myself too much mm -hmm. and B, um, just because I can take common sense and apply it to blue collar jobs and, yeah. and the economy doesn't mean that I can navigate all the pitfalls of politics because yeah. there's a lot, It's a great point. you know? And so, so while it, you know, I think in theory, <laughs> Mark Kavanaugh yeah. for, you he know, can just be our president like that, right? of our lives. <laughs> exactly, right? You know, we all, we all need a mark in our lives. Yeah, he's um, great. And uh, I think that um, he, does he coach? I don't know if he, I don't know if he coaches like on, I know he, I mean, he's very much involved or when he was running Keller, like his office, he was very involved in the training and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if he specifically has like his own clients. Mark, if you're watching consider coaching he, he's gonna watch this and be like wow they, there was a whole sec they talked about me this yeah, whole right, right. we said only nice things only, yes we <laughs> only, only said best. nice things and don't cut that out that one out yeah. um but no it, it, mark's always had my respect and mm -hmm. um when 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 jen and i moved to this area um we uh he, he invited me into the office and we just sat down and just had a chat and it wasn't even a mark i want to get your office's business it was more like mark how do i yeah. How do I attract agents? You yep. know, and and he's just like Jeremy. You know, like he, you know, he looked at the pictures and he looked at the pricing. He goes, "Let's talk." And so he, he and I just had a, a heart to heart conversation. And he's like, "You'll do fine. Don't worry about it." You know. And I'm like, "That's it. That's <laughs> yeah, all you got right? for me." Like you can't like hook me up. And he goes, yeah. "Well, he goes, you know, this is so and so. That's so and so and stuff." And so you know, he he made some contacts. But other than that, like, you know, the business grew just because of. I guess being me, you know, and yeah, and, 100%. You know, the quality you put out. So, yeah. But yeah, 100%. But yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, home life. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very chaotic right now. Um, how old are your kids? My oldest is three. My youngest is a year and a half. So my house is, it's chaos. Um, and the, I mean, the past few months have been very hard to navigate. Both of them are potty training. My oldest is, wild everyone says it's just a typical boy um so i have only girls so yeah. i can't relate yeah yeah my daughter is an angel my youngest is a girl and she oh, is oh just wait yeah i have heard that too <laughs> but 
I mean, we, I literally turned my back for two seconds the other day and he was up on the counter with a sharp knife in his hand. It's yeah. like that stuff. It never happened. And that never happened with our kids. Yeah. That never happened with our kids at all. Yeah. Um, it's challenging. These, these years are hard. I know I'm going to miss them, but at the same time, I'm like, please like get me through this. Next chapter, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's this it's, and it's very difficult like to navigate, but it's this struggle of, I want this time to be over, but I know I'm going to miss it so much in the future. So I'm trying to yeah. hold on to it, but, um, parts of it are very miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you add in, you know, work is always chaotic. So it's like the mixture of it all is, it's a lot. I do feel like I need a, a bit of a vacation. <laughs> I get it. But we can't go on vacation. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Unless we plan like way, way in advance. What did you do before real estate? I was a preschool teacher. Yeah, I was a teacher um, at a, a really sweet elementary school in New Salem. Okay. And, and you stopped because? My position was eliminated. Oh, okay. So I knew when I was hired um, that I would only be there for two years because they were, that's the amount of kids they had to so support two teachers. Got yeah, it. so it was known. Um, I was really hopeful they would the numbers would change in the kids. We'd get sure. more kids coming into the sure. district and they would still need two teachers for our grade. Um, but that wasn't the case. So I literally was at a crossroad. Okay. I was left with, do I want to stay in this position? Um, where financially was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I really was living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not happy. Like I was miserable. Okay. Um, but this other side I was very interested in real estate. We had just bought our house and I kind of had this opportunity where I could completely shift. Mm. And that's what I did. I had presented the idea to my husband thinking he would be like, no, you're crazy. What's your husband's name again? Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dan. Um, So I had told Dan, I'm like, listen, I'm kind of interested in doing this. And he was like, you should do it. Like 100% supported me. Yeah. My dad told me it was a huge mistake. Oh, okay. (laughs) Huge mistake. Come on, dad. Yeah. He, yeah. Now. Yeah. (laughs) Look at the numbers now. That's okay. That's okay. No, Um, (laughs) but, but, but admittedly you knew that it was a risky. Yeah. It it wasn't guaranteed. I knew, you know, I was leaving a salary job for commission based. But your salary job was ending or ended. It was. Yeah. And I could have, I could have, um, potentially applied to other districts. Yep. Um, you know, I had, I had gone through that. I had applied to other okay. schools. Um, I had letter letters of recommendation. Like I could have got 2015. No, this was 2018. 2018. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, I'm not mathing right, right now. Yeah. Never mind. 2018. It was 2018. Um, you had to to other districts. So you were saying I, I had, yeah. I, and it just didn't feel like the right fit. Um, everywhere I went, I just felt like I was just going to be as miserable as I was. I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't super, super miserable, but it was just, it was Mm. long, it was long hours. Mm -hmm. My pay never changed. Um, even though I would put in more hours and it was just very taxing. The first year I was a teacher, I didn't have kids at the time. So every day I had to come home and take a nap or I, and it was just a 20 minute nap or I couldn't get through the rest of the night. I was just so exhausted. And I just felt, I, I felt like, there was something else out there for me. Like it was this, there's gotta be more than this. Yeah. It was this internal, like, I don't want to call it a calling, but it was, it was, it was this thing inside of me that I was like, there, there's something more for me than this. Yep. And that's kind of what led me 
here. All right, that's yeah. your origin story. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so the reason why I was asking that is because, you know, when, when we go on vacation <laughs> and we look at the workload mm-hmm. and whether it be business work or, home, you know, home, like, uh, you know, uh, daily life work, um, it follows us, right? Yeah. Um, but then we have to reflect on that. Yeah. The previous and be like, it's still worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still worth it all it day, is. every day. Yep. And it's not about the paycheck as much as it is about knowing in your heart that you're doing your work. Yeah. You're doing what you feel called to do. 100%. And you can believe in it, yep. right? At the end of the day, you can sit back, you know, you can sit down and say, I may not have had the best day, yep. but I did my best today. Yeah. That's a good one. You yeah. Know? And that's okay. Yep. You know, and, and, and life, if it is in fact about, you know, a string of best days, then, well, if you're not upsetting somebody, you're not working hard yeah, enough, yeah. right? <laughs> you you're know? not doing enough so, business. <laughs> you know, you're not doing enough business. Yeah. And, um, and that's the same thing with, I think with kids, with family life, um, yeah. with investments, with business, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, those are all good takeaways. I like yeah. that. Um, so you kids are three and one and a half. Three and one and a half. Yep. yep. And uh, going on 13 and 11. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. But Brady, Brady's my oldest. He'll be in preschool next year. Okay. Um, which will be, I think, a little bit easier. And then Bailey will follow the year after. And that will be a little bit nicer. It's also tricky because Dan and I have completely opposite work schedules. What does so he do? He's a state trooper. Okay. So I go in in the morning. I'm in the office at like 730 every morning. I'll get home at 2, 2.15-ish. He leaves at 2.30 and he doesn't get home until after midnight. Oh. So we do have, I mean, we basically have our separate shifts. Yep. Um, so when I'm home parenting them, I'm parenting them by myself. All right. I, the only time we get a chance to parent together is on the weekends okay. where, I mean, and he's sacrificing as well. He's parenting by himself sure. in the morning. So it's a challenge, Yeah, but it's, it's a small, it's a small chapter of our lives. And you know that it's temporary. Yeah, it is. It's a pinch, Yeah, but it's temporary. Yeah. But yeah. it is, it is hard. Yes. It is very yes. difficult. Yes. Um, it is, it is. And it ebbs and flows and it does. Uh, for a while it gets easy. Yeah. And then they become teenagers. Yeah. And then it gets hard again. Yeah. Or when daylight savings comes. Oh, geez. That's murder. That. We got to stop that. We, we, I don't know what we need to do, but we need to do something. Like we need to the do. The bill is literally sitting on a desk in Congress. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it just, it needs to be ushered along for sure. <laughs> because, um, you know, honestly, I will take dark, dreary mornings. And later days, yeah. you know, like 4.30 or even 4.15 for crying out loud, sunset times. Yeah. And honestly, Keith knows it wreaks havoc on our business. Yeah. Because, you know, we have to wrap That's up our true, last photo shoot. especially this time of year. We have to start our last photo shoot no later than three o'clock. Yeah. You know, now it just so happens to coincide with the slowdown in the market, which yeah. is always ever present every winter, yeah. which if any buyers or sellers are hearing this, sell the house anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Like literally it's not going to affect much at all, No, you know, and, and it just, it takes some creative marketing, of course, to like, you know, get along, get, get through some of the challenges. But the fact that New England winter real estate slows as much as it does is just such a pain for everybody in the industry. Have you seen, have you seen it even out a little more since being (laughs) low inventory, like your, your winter? 
Has it been a little more even if you're looking at the course of the year because there's been low inventory or you still are seeing? Oddly, and I maybe we can put this statistic up on the screen and I can send uh, Ooh, the screen yeah. grab. I love sharing statistics that, we're t- that we track. Mm. Um, but we've... We've been tracking our numbers since 2016. Yep. So we're seven. Yeah, I know you guys, you do that pretty closely. Really closely. Yeah. We've been tracking them ever since we invested in in um, our CRM, our, our yep. customer um, resource software. And um, the, the statistics show that even though since 2016, our sales have gone up like something like 500 or 600% since wow. then. You know, it's like literally just grown astronomically. That's amazing. Um, and... And so even though we see an enormous volume increase mm-hmm. from like April to October, interestingly enough, we have not seen any volume increase at all in December. Mm. It's been relatively the same each and every single year, even That's though all of our other statistics change, Yeah, which is so dumb to even think about because yeah. it just means that it's such a tinderbox and so it's such a dry market during November, December, January, that even though you might have this like flailing out of control, um, erratic market from March to October, you have a very stagnant, you know, this is what you can come to expect. You can come to expect your 60 listings a month or something like that. I don't know the the number off the top of my head, but it's like 45 to 60 listings in one month. Whereas in May we'll do 120 in one week. You know, and so, so the, the, the contrast between those two numbers, and this actually gets back into a little bit of business management stuff, the contrast between those two, two numbers is just so aggravating because we have a labor force of eight photographers that we need to keep so that we're not having to train new employees come February or have to explain to our own customers you know, sorry, that photographer that you've liked for so long, they're not working here anymore because we couldn't afford to keep them. Yeah. Like that's just obviously not how to run a business. Right. Actually, we can tangent real quick yeah. um, because of the the, uh, the lawsuit that just happened. In, oh, you gosh. Know? Yeah. And so that's going to have implications for, for buyer's agents yeah. throughout, the, throughout the United States. That's a scary topic, like for everyone, I think. Do you want to weigh in? I... I... I will truthfully say I have followed it, but probably not as closely as you have. Um, because one, I just maybe don't want to know. Um, <laughs> ignorance, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. bliss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it it's tough to think about that changing because there's so, I mean, if you get rid of that then how is a buyer going to have accurate representation? Like there's so much. Amen to that. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know if I could see them doing away with, with that portion of transactions. Yeah. Or because I mean, the thought of having a buyer then, I mean, their down payment, their closing costs, paying oh for their realtor. Then, oh my goodness. People, buyers wouldn't be able to afford it. It would. And they wouldn't get accurate representation. And that would cause a whole slew of issues that if, would be way worse. <laughs> if a bunch of buyers came off the market today, think of how inverted the market would get overnight. Yeah. And so that has a significant Im- implication. Yeah. Um, so I'm. Yeah. Okay. We will see. We'll see how it goes. And I that's all we can do. That's all I can do. We can see. Um, I don't dive too deep into like the doom articles because it's, we just don't know. No, I agree. 
I know that your your business grew this year, and congratulations. Thank you. Um, what's your biggest takeaway from this year, from observing others or from experiencing it yourself? What's your... One of my biggest takeaways um, is, is everything's going to be all right. Um, <laughs> because there are moments where we feel it slow down, it, it's going to even out. I, I think prior prior to this year... I really used to have a very hard time um, come the summer months that are slower. And then in the winter, when things were a little bit slower, I get in that mindset of like, oh, no, like yeah. this is it. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to ever choose me again. Um, so having getting to the point where I think everything's going to be OK yeah. and I'm I'm not going to probably hopefully won't have to get a second job someday. Yeah, right. Like I can just continue doing this. Sure. Um, I guess one of my other takeaways is, I don't know, not to, is really just to stay true to myself and not, you know, if everyone else is doing something, maybe I'm going to do something different. Um, and yeah, keeping my clients as the sole focus. Those are the biggest things. Um, but just continuing to do what I know. That sounds kind of boring. Um, I, don't, I, but don't think, <laughs> I disagree. It's that a tough one. I don't think it sounds boring. Yeah. I think it might sound maybe vanilla to some people. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is you don't need the flair. Yeah. Because if you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that the best most surviving companies they change as needed so that they can remain competitive and modern yep but if you overhaul something just because it's just gotten uh, it's just vanilla yeah then at that point you're having to reinvent things and when you reinvent something that's when you put yourself at the biggest risk because yeah. that reinvention might fail. And I'm not saying to not take the risk as a result, but like you have to calculate it and if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of yeah. thing, you know? Um, yeah. and so obviously, you know, with, with, um, advances in social media and, um, yeah. changes in algorithm on a daily basis or a weekly <laughs> basis or whatever, whatever you guys are doing over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to constantly adapt, um, yeah. without just having to, throw everything out and start over again on a daily sure. basis, you know? Yeah. I think my biggest, my biggest takeaway is I don't necessarily need to do what all of the coaches and everything they're putting out there. You need to cold call. You need to be doing this. You need to be following up with people at yep. open houses. I don't, do this things. year taught me, I don't need to do those things to generate business. Sure. I can show up as myself I can show people on social media exactly who I am, show like the humor side of it, yep. like, and people will want to work with me because I've already established that trust. I think You've part of that, yeah, they've already, when people message me, I feel, I'm hoping they already 
feel like they know me if They've they don't. They've already vetted you? Yeah. yeah. And they know a little bit about who I am. Um, they feel like they can trust me to a certain degree. Um, I, so I don't necessarily need to be cold calling and doing all of these things that all these top producers um, tell you you need to be doing to succeed. You yeah. touched on something that I really want to okay. grab. Yeah. Um, and that is that people know you before they contact you. Yeah. And so we're going to ask a question specific to that. Sure. Um, how do people know you before they contact you, Olivia? I, I basically document my entire day on social media. Most days, anything I do, anything my kids are doing, like anything, anything I find funny. Um, I go to Walmart, anything. I'm, I do post it on social media. So I feel like people are maybe if they're tuning in to my day, um, they kind of get a sense of, of who I am. I post a lot of funny stuff, so I hope they can see what I would consider funny. Um, so I hope they could see like that side of my personality, but really not, not faking anything. Like I don't sure. put, I try not to put this fake, um, persona out there. Like you're going to see my house is a mess. You're going to see my kids are crazy. You're going to see that my workload, sometimes it doesn't make perfect sense and I have transactions falling apart. Um, but I'm going to try to fix them. That part of it, I hope is more trustworthy for a customer than putting out this perfect image. Um, I'm not going to promise you that we're going to get multiple offers on your house because we, we might not, we're not in a market where that, is it's not a guarantee. It's not, it's not a guarantee. I'm not going to promise that we're going to have a, a super hit party at your open house because it's just in this market. It's not a guarantee. Sure. I'm going to set realistic expectations. Okay. So what, what you're articulating is that you're living genuinely yes. and you're carrying that persona through your family and your work life. Yeah. And what you're putting out on social media matches who you are on a daily basis. 100%. And you're not propping yourself up. Yeah. There's no fakeness there. There's no, there's nothing for everything I do is genuine. Um, and it is not to gain a client. Anything I put out there is, is totally genuine to who I am. Friendships, relationships, anything is comments on, on posts is 100% genuine and not an ulterior motive. It's awesome. So that this year has taught me that because this has been the first year as a whole. I feel like I've put that out there prior years. I really tried to have this like perfect mindset where it's like, you know, this house got multiple offers. It's easy to fall into that trap. It's so easy. Or like, look at, look at this perfect, my perfect life. And like, that is not the reality at all. Um, It's one of the reasons why our behind the scenes posts actually do better than our regular posts. Yeah. Because people want to see the genuine side of things yeah. and the production elements and stuff like that. Um, and it's funny because like I talked about our demographic before and, you know, our demographic doesn't change on those behind the scenes posts. Yep. It's just that it distributes a lot easier because it's not a curated message. Yeah. Um, it's just organic. Yeah. And um, I think if you live organically and this is who I am, this is my life. And yeah, I had a crap day today. Yeah. But I also had some wins today, too. Yep. Um, then when you're putting that out there, when people come to you, they'll have more than likely already seen that because they'll have, you know, followed you for a number of months or whatever. Um, and when they come to you, they're a more qualified lead because they know who you are. Yeah. And so they're more sticky as a result. Yeah. Um, you're not having to compete against a bunch of other agents because you're not being interviewed for your basics. You're being interviewed for your details. Yeah. And that's That's a really good point. And so that's, that's the way that we approach it with Midor Photography where, um, the content that we put out is what people are going to expect to get. And that way we're not having to worry about having to 
hit expectations that are falsely set. Yeah. Um, because I know that, you know, it's, it's easy for us to just post the most beautiful homes that we photograph, but, um, we have a very specific requirement for what homes we photograph. They need to be staged. They do need to be cleaned. They yep. need to be professionally presented. Yeah. That's it. They don't, it's not a price point. It's not a location. It's right. not a zip code. It's yep. not a type of home or whatever. Is it clean? Is it staged? Is it ready for photography? And does it just present nicely? Those are yeah. really it. That's it. Yeah. And so as a result, we, we show everything from, you know, late 1600s, 1700s colonials, yeah. like old farmhouses, especially like the orange area and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, all the way to what I think our most expensive listing was like $8 million in, in Concord or something like was that. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, That's amazing. So we cover the gamut, right? And um, so as a result, when people look at our page, that it doesn't, we're not putting people in boxes, right? right? And we're not putting ourselves in a box of yeah. we only photograph Concord real estate. You know, because yep. we, we run the gamut, right? Yeah, that's a really so. good point. And Keith and I have definitely moved a lot of things at houses <laughs> before. <laughs> we have de- well, <laughs> definitely. I, I'm asking if the photos stage. I'm not <laughs> asking if the house is staged. So, so no, it, you know, presentation <laughs> is everything. Yeah. Presentation is everything. Yeah, it is. So it was a really awesome conversation with you today. Thank you for having me. This this has been a blast. You are so welcome. We are, we're honored to have people that we uh, really respect and, and always look forward to seeing. Um, and it's just such a, it's, it's such an add to our own business to be able to sit down with yeah. people and, and just talk shop a little bit and get out of the whole, we're inside of a listing, got to get stuff done mindset. It is so nice to have it because you're right on a daily basis. We, our main focus is, okay, how are we going to make this house look good? That's and it. it's not really like catching up, talking about the market. So it's, this has been really it's too nice. transactional. We need it to is, like, you yeah. know, be more like us. Yeah, right? so, I agree. But thanks. Thank you. All right.